This is the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Uh, welcome to the number one daily podcast, all things Georgia Bulldogs sports. Uh, a few things you should know right off the bat in case you are new to the show. We are not recruiting gurus and we do not have insider connections, Daniel. No, no, we do not, Clint. Thank you for bringing that up. It uh, makes me feel good every time you say it. We are just two guys. We're just two guys that love all things Georgia Bulldogs, and we like to talk about them, just like you do at your tailgate, uh, at your neighborhood bar, when you're having a drink with your friends. Uh, We're a podcast for fans, by fans, and as always, we would love for you to join in the conversation with us. You can email us at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Uh, We want to talk about the things that you want to talk about. So we do a mailbag every Wednesday. We would love to get your comments and questions and ideas of things that you would love to hear us go on and on about at nauseum. Yeah. Uh, it also helps us out a great deal, Clint, when people subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already done so, it does. You can do that. You can do that wherever you're currently listening to this podcast. You can tell your friends about us because uh, we're going to be here every day, Monday through Friday, talking about them dogs, Clint. Uh, that is right, Daniel. So let's not bury the lead anymore. Let's jump into it. We got a couple of segments today, three of them to be exact. Uh, first thing is this. We want to get into big picture takeaways, our initial thoughts of this weekend, which do you think we're going to be short on those feelings and thoughts, Daniel? How are you feeling? Clint? How are we feeling? I don't know. I, I Listen, don't know about that. Uh, Listen, it's a, it's, a fun, it's a fun time here at the Locked On Bulldogs yeah. podcast. Yeah, a lot of exciting things are happening personally and professionally. Right in our world, it's not it's not an exciting time to be no. a Georgia Bulldogs fan. No, this is our first episode on the Locked On Podcast Network, and uh, wish we had a better celebratory parade to come into the show for Georgia, but they decided to hate all the fans this weekend. Uh, The second segment we're going to do is something called Fluke or Puke. We're going to list some names of players, and I'm going to ask Daniel, and he's going to ask me, was this a fluke game or a puke game? Like, we can expect this a lot more. And then lastly, uh, any positives or one word to describe the game and then explain yourself. So, uh, Daniel, let's start there. Big picture takeaways from this game. You got any? Oh, I got a lot. I'm trying to boil it down to one for you, but I've got a lot. Um, <clears throat> listen, to me, you the first question you have to ask yourself when you're coming out of a game like this, it's, a, it's an embarrassment. This game is embarrassing. It was disgusting. It was awful to watch. Um, It was the worst game I I have watched as a Georgia fan. In my four years of fandom, this was the worst game I've ever watched as a Georgia fan. I wish that was true for me, but sadly (laughs) I've seen seen much worse. You've been deeper in the pit. No, I've been deeper in the pit. After the game, the first thing I said to my wife was, Mark Richt called and he wants his game back. Um, because I've seen that game happen many times. But yep. I digress. The first thing, speaking of Mark Richt, that you have to ask yourself coming out of a game like that is, was the problem primarily execution or was the problem primarily coaching? Yeah. And and you're going to see this on Twitter. You're going to see people get all up in arms hating on the coaching. You're going to see people get all up in arms defending the coaching. You're going to see people get all up in arms 
hating on the players, you're going to see people get all up in arms defending the players. How dare you, if you've never played college football, uh, comment that someone else is playing college football poorly? How dare you? Um, to me, listen, you can hate the coaching all you want. Yeah. And I have plenty of beefs with the coaching, and we may get into them. Mm-hmm. But to me, this game had an execution problem. And the execution problem was primary. It was the primary reason that we lost that game. And listen, when you talk about execution, you could talk about lots of issues. The list is long and distinguished. Let me name some that I don't think were the most egregious. Okay. Uh, The quarterback play was poor. But I do not think it was the worst thing about this game. The forced downfield throws into double coverage, just trying desperately to appease beat writers by throwing the ball deep, like when there was no one open at all. Uh, wide receivers that could not shake a corner to save their life. I thought we had something going, wide receivers. What happened to you? But to me, uh, this game comes down to the offensive line. And and listen, uh, it's not fair to them that it comes down to the offensive line, but it comes down to the offensive line because the truth about this Georgia team is if we can't run the ball, we can't do anything on offense. We can't we can't win. We can't gain yards anyway if we can't run the ball. So you can be mad about the play calling and the and and you can be mad about all that stuff and I get that that's there's a scheme involved in the reasoning behind what I just said but the offensive line let us down in this game and you're gonna say to me Clint I just already know what you're gonna say you're gonna say but Daniel we outgained him on the ground like check the stats we we had 173 yards rushing yards they had 142 rushing yards but then but then daniel you'll probably comment to me but clint do you know the average yards per rush that that equates to yeah and i'll be forced to admit that we rushed for more yards per rush than they did in this game interesting they rushed for 3.9 and we rushed for 4.0 now daniel quick question as it pertains to georgia is that anything good for us is that up to the standard of our offense Thank you for asking, Clint. Four yards per rush, Clint, puts us in a dead heat. If that were our average for the season, that would put us in a dead heat tied for 75th in the NCAA. Yep. yep. 75th, Georgia fans. Tied with teams like, and I'm reading me. off a list here to you, people. Georgia Tech. Oh, oh, do, oh, no. Do they do they run the triple option anymore, Clint? Oh, no. Oh, that's just, that's, that's, I didn't think it could be more depressing, but in fact it is. Arizona State. No. Okay. Texas A&M. Yep. Utah State. Colorado and Mel Tucker. <laughs> oh, uh, <golly. clears throat> Yeah, see, you want to know who else is in that group at four yards of carry? I I don't want to, but I feel like you're going to tell me. South Carolina. Oh Clint. gosh. See, and that's the biggest um, thing is you could expect their average for the game three point eight, three point nine, whatever it is, to be around their average for the year. Our average of six point seven, seven point one in previous games can't you can't 
win with that formula. Yeah, and so listen, I'm not saying James Coley's not to blame, but like we can't we have a system right now that if we can't physically impose our will on people, we're dead. Then we're dead. We're dead. We're dead. What say you, Clint? Uh, here's what I want to say. Here's my biggest takeaway. Yes, James Coley, I think you have work to do. I think you need to grow up in a hurry. As a matter of fact, I think you got three weeks to grow up in a hurry before you're going to be exposed for a fraud and looking for a new job um, at the end of the year. Right, right. Uh, so get, get going, James. I don't know. Call up your mentor who got you your first gig. Have some heart to heart. Light some candles, as we have been known to ask yeah. on this podcast. You might, want, you might want to stare into a flame. I don't know what kind of robe you have on hand there, James. But, but grab you might want that to put robe, it on. Put it on. Stare into that flame. Do some soul searching. Uh, here's what I don't understand. And here's if you are a football fan for a long time, Daniel. I want this. This is going to sound so nitpicky. I want to see substitutions go down to a bare minimum, because here's what happens mm. on substitutions. And here's what here's we. You can get schemed for the substitution packages you have come in. And right now, we are being exposed and schemed against for the packages we bring in to this system. So, James, cut it with the subs. Run the same play with Zamir and with Cook and with Swift that you would at any other time. And stop giving defensive coordinators in the SEC, who, by the way, are good, a tip of the hand. Stop doing it. Do the- do people watch tape these days? They Clint? watch tape. Do- and James, you get into a rut. You get into a system. I guarantee you. And mathematically, people are catching on. Uh, so those are our two big... Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, like, we're sitting there, Clint. We're watching the game. I know Georgia fans listening to this podcast. I know you're doing the same thing. You're probably in section 312 doing the same thing that we're doing, watching on TV or wherever you're at. They're lining up on the play, and I look over at my wife, and I tell my wife exactly what's going to happen on this and, play. And so did South Carolina, and so does every D.C. in the SEC. James, stop subbing people with the packages that predict what you're doing. Uh, Daniel, that's our first segment, uh, and now we're heading into our second segment, which we're talking about fluke or puke. All right, Daniel. So here is our second segment. Here's what we need to talk about. Uh, we've titled it Fluke or Puke, and we want to know, we want to talk about Georgia players who played their worst game ever. Uh, is Were there this... just a few of them? Uh-huh. Were there just a few? Daniel, I don't think we're going to get to our whole list in the time allotted. We have lots. Um, we've, we've got thoughts. Listen, uh, now listen, I want to make a disclaimer before we play this game. This is a favorite This is a favorite game to play after a loss. Yeah. Because one of the most important things that you can do after a loss, everybody feels like puking Yeah. after a loss. Maybe you did. This was a. This was not a double bucket game. No, no, double bucket had this, nothing. We went down to Home Depot clearance and just bought the whole rack. I bought the bed of a pickup truck and yeah. moved it into my living room and just... Filled that baby up. Listen, everybody feels like puking when you yes. see a game like that. It's important to remind yourself, though, with some of these performances that you watched, you you shouldn't puke about that because what makes you puke is is knowing that that's that's an expected outcome. That's going to happen again and again and again. Correct. But some of these guys, it's just a fluke. These are just a, this is a All one right. little shot. So just because we're saying that this person had the worst game of their career. Just listen to the words that we use to describe whether or not 
uh, it was a fluke. Because by definition, every single player has to at some point play the worst game of their career. It's it's literally Correct. a demand. Herschel Walker had the worst game of his career at one point. Correct. Uh, and so did Jake Fromm. Clint, when was that? Oh, it was this last Saturday. I have never. Okay, so Jake Fromm in his three years at Georgia, every single year has one game. LSU, Auburn, and now South Carolina, where Jake Fromm just decides he loses his his doggum mind and can't throw a football mm-hmm. any longer. Mm-hmm. Daniel. And he decided to do that mm-hmm. to the most worst way possible this last Saturday. Oh, gosh. Just to the infinite degree. Um, is that a fluke or is it, or should we be puking it's a fluke. about it's Jake a fluke. Right It's now. a fluke. I don't know what happened. He went home during by before Tennessee, did some hunting, came out of Tennessee, had a good one, and then just decided, I don't want to play anymore today. I just don't feel like it. It's okay. He's going to get his head right. He's going to come back out. That's a fluke, Daniel. It's a fluke. One word answer, Clint. Yep. Um, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say something, and I want you to give a one word okay. response. I'll try. Justin Fields. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Thank you. Just stop. 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 Just stop. Stop. We stop. Nope. You're done. You're done. Get, kindly You're done. leave. Um. Uh, all right. Let's move on, Clint. Um. Hey, how did how did our boy Simmons? do this last game daniel he had horrible game tyler simmons is that a puke or a fluke i'm gonna say i'm starting to feel a little nauseous about about 87 i'm starting to feel a little i'm starting to feel a little upset let me double down for you let me i i'm you you miss you misspoke there daniel what you should have said was never let him on the field again is what i think you meant to say Tyler Simmons is, to... is done in my book. Get him off the field. You went full done, though, huh? I'm, I'm like, full done. Just, uh, listen, the interception off the hands was the worst thing I've ever seen in football. Inexcusable. Okay. You take that into account with the fact that Kirby himself, based on substitution patterns, has said that punt muff was not a fluke. Nope. Because – if it was a fluke, Kirby would have put him back out there. We got we got but an eighteen year old catching punts, Daniel. But Kirby ain't put him back out there. So Kirby himself said, "You better start to feel pukey about him on punt return." Um, Tyler Simmons runs the end around, okay. Sure, I suppose. But, that, but the, I mean, just Georgia fan, I'm not. We're not over here trying to hate on players. Name the time Tyler Simmons ran a great route and had a great catch. We're we're still just, waiting. Will. We will hear you out, we promise. But Tyler Simmons is no number one wide receiver. He's not the third best wide receiver on this team. Nope. If he if he's rotating in, uh, it better be because of an injury or extreme fatigue. Or kickoff gunner. He could play that that's, position really well. Um yeah, that's a puke for me. Um let's go to the O line. Let's I'm gonna lump together two players. They were both they're both sophomores and yep. they were both extremely highly touted. Yep. Their names are Trey Hill and Jamari Sawyer. Uh-huh. Um and they were terrible this game. I've never seen worse offensive line play. Trey Hill was was as bad as I've seen a single offensive lineman play since Tyler Catalina shirted it up with the red and black. Uh it was bad. So Clint, is that a fluke? With those two guys specifically, or is that a puke? 
I have a harder time with this one because I want to say puke so badly because I just it was so nauseating to me, but I got to say fluke on this. These guys have the talent. They were there. The, the lack of effort, the number of times I saw a play go past them and they had no interest in pursuing the play to continue blocking was outlandish. The number of times I saw both heels planted in the dirt from these guys, uh, too many to count. I, I don't know what happened, but I'm saying it's a fluke. You know, when your wife or your mom or some, some special lady in your life says, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, exactly. And that's. And you know dang well that disappointed is way worse than mad. Way worse. Like that's that's how I feel about Trey Hill. Like I'm not mad, Trey. I'm just disappointed. Like I thought we had something better than that, but it was bad. It was rough. Uh, I'm gonna skip one on our sheet, Clint, and I'm gonna move down to uh, Hot Rod, Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh. Uh, Worst game of his career, again, don't come at us. Just name a game where he played worse, and we will hear you out. It's the worst game, certainly, since he's been on scholarship, but I would argue probably the worst game of his career. Uh, and that's that's saying a lot, considering he had a 55-yard field goal blocked, and he missed a, what was it, like a 40-yard field goal. Correct. Uh that was his worst game of his career, which will go to show you that he's had a very good career. Uh-huh. I think this one's an easy one. I think we can move past it quickly. Hot Rod, is that's a fluke. That's, that's a, a total fluke. fluke. It's a fluke. Robo, robo leg is, is fine. He's he fine. He will be just fine. Yes. He's fine. He it's, pushes in. He put in the wrong activation code correct. into his leg. Correct. And it did something it wasn't supposed to do. He will relearn the code. AI does malfunction from time to time, people. It's fine. Our OnStar does not get your location correct every single time you punch it in. Uh, he'll he'll go to the IT department, and those those grad students will get it dialed in. Uh, let's go to a player on the defensive side of the ball, Clint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devon Wilson, we were just singing those praises, weren't we? Yeah. Like we were just singing your praises. And he said, thanks uh, for all of them. I will take them, and I will crap all over them. Devad did not have a great game nope. today uh, or uh, on Saturday. Uh, is that a fluke, Clint, or are you going to puke? Daniel, I can't, I can't tell. And that, that makes me so, some, some of these are tough. so mad are that tough. I can't tell. I can't tell with – I just don't know. I want to say – I want to say puke on this one uh, before I said I want to say, you know, I, I want to say puke because I think I want to get run of other guys to see what's going on, but they're all banged up. Um, but gosh, Daniel, it feels more pukey to me. It it feels bad. It just he felt slow. He felt exposed is the word that I he f- just exposed. It, it was not it was not great. No, Um I'm going to confess something to the people. I don't know if we're going to queue up any confession music. Confession music is good for the soul. Bring it on, Daniel. (laughs) Um, I'm going to confess something. At one point, I texted you early in the season, Uh and I said this to you, Clint. Yeah, you did. I'm I'm ashamed of this. I'm embarrassed, but I'm here. But listen, we're going to get through this together, Georgia fans. We're all one big family, guys. Come on. We're here to support each other. Got to air some dirty laundry right now. I said to you, Clint, at the end of the season – 
Charlie Warner will go down as the greatest perimeter blocker in the history of the University of Georgia. Yeah. Now, if your definition of greatest perimeter block blocker was to stand in front of defender and get driven back 15 yards, that would have been a correct text. But Charlie Warner is a soft marshmallow. That's what he is. Uh, this is. I think this is our. This is gonna be our first disagreement on the list. I think this is. I stand by my text. I think this is an absolute fluke from Charlie. Yeah. I think he had a terrible game, but I'm not ready to puke at all. Um, every time I see Eli Wolf throw a block on the perimeter, I, I, defecate in my pants a little bit. But Eli Wolf I still was trust never Char- taught how to block before this year. I'm convinced he was never shown how to put two hands on a defender and push them before this year of football. But I still believe in Charlie Warner. When we run off tackle, I want it to be to Charlie Warner's side of the ball because I think he can still, I think he's still our best chance at an explosive run. All right. Um, Daniel, that, uh, that wraps it up for segment two, uh, heading into segment three, where we will talk positives and one word to describe the game. Positives, Clint. We're here with some positives. We're here. I mean, it's about time. Like, listen, it's Monday. It's time to it's time to start shaking this thing off. Come on. Um, are there positives, Clint? There are. I just have. There are some positives. Just to give you a peek behind the curtain on our sheet here, our production sheet. We literally have the word positives written, and then a question mark, and and then there's a big. And then there's a big blank space. <laughs> because we were giving so, the other person the chance to go first so that we could, like, snowball it. Uh, Daniel, I'll say this. Who the heck, who the heck knows what this segment's going to be like? Well, let me say one positive. And, uh, and he shines throughout the entire game. And I thought he was dead. I was about to put on APB for his identity. Uh, hey, Tyler Clark, how you doing? Oh, Tyler Clark. How you doing, Tyler? He showed up in multiple, multiple plays in the backfield disrupting people. Uh, how about this he one? Did. How about the, another uh, positive for you? Did, did Nolan Smith, can that guy get around an edge, Daniel? Can can he can he run the sprint drill around that cone edge and get to somebody? He, he absolutely can. He can bull rush you. He can come around the edge. Um... That, that, he's a definite positive. Those two guys are definite positive. Tyler Clark, we said before we got on, before we started recording, Tyler Clark made the defensive play of the game. Yep. Uh, if Rodrigo hits that field goal and we win that game, um, or if we gain one yard from scrimmage in the oh. second overtime, oh. and we win that game, Tyler Clark's the defensive MVP of the game. Uh, he was definitely a positive Nolan Smith was a positive. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a couple positives, and they're kind of backhanded positives. It's very hard to talk about injuries in this game because no matter how many Georgia players you list that were injured, we still don't compare with South Carolina. Nope. All right, like they were the Walking Dead in this game. Okay, that Ryan Helensky, may God rest his soul, is dead. His left leg is no longer with us. Which, by the way, just let you all know. Uh, that's on must champ a million percent a hundred percent daniel and i texted mid game and said he should not come back out and daniel said and i quote if he comes back in he's done for the year and sure enough 
Tyler, you, you better what, be filing a, a civil lawsuit against Muschamp for that one. Why is nobody talking about how Will Muschamp went out there and willfully put his player in harm's way? Told had the had the balls at halftime to tell what's her name the he reporter. Was he was fine, He's not fine. feeling any discomfort. The guy is literally dragging his dead leg off the field with him as he tries to go back out and call it play. Anyway, whatever. Um, Trayvon Walker not playing in this game was a big deal. Big, uh, big deal. Uh, the injuries on the offensive line, big deal. The injury to Tyson Campbell, hello, back to the Devon Wilson stuff we were talking about earlier. That's a big deal. We had we were banged up, but listen, the injuries are not an excuse. Here's the positive I'm taking away from this. I'm just going to go down the list. And I know you know this, Georgia fans, but the extent to which we outplayed South Carolina in this game, even though you hated every second of the game, and I get that because I did too. So I'm not trying to polish a turd here, but I'm just going to read you the stats. First downs, 30-16 to 16 in favor of Georgia. Third down efficiency. Georgia was 50% on third down. South Carolina was 5 for 18 on third down. Even though, according to Dan Orlovsky, we were getting owned on third down, which he kept saying over and over again as we converted third downs. Didn't make any sense. Total yards, 468 to 297. What? We outgained them. By 175 yards. Did you know, Daniel, we did not have a three and out this game? Passing yards. We outpassed them by two, by 140 yards. We outrushed them by 30 yards. We had more yards per carry. We had more yards per pass. We We owned the time of possession. We turned the ball over four times. Kirby said this in his presser after the game. If you had the heart to watch it, yeah, which by the way, good, good, yep, good, good on you. Uh, we we got zero takeaways. Uh huh. They turned the ball over zero times. One of our uh, our offense scored seventeen points. Their offense scored uh, scored thirteen points. So the fact that we turned the ball over four times, one of them was a pick six. All of them were on their side of the fifty. I think. Yeah. Uh. The fact that we took this game to overtime, to double overtime, is unbelievable. It's unbelievable that we were yes. still in this game. Uh, that's my only positive. I love the positive. It, that transitions into my one word to describe this game, and that, Daniel, is clarifying. This game oh. was clarifying, and from this moment forward, will be clarifying. Okay, I don't know if, Georgia fan, you understand... The seismic shift that is happening right now. Okay? Right now. Um, Ker- okay. Kirby Smart uh, and Mark Rick, their first 48 games, who had more wins? No, oh, gosh. I don't want to play this game. But you know the answer. It feels like it's Mark it Rick. It feels like a trap. It, it is a it trap. It feels like a trap. Mark Rick, more, more wins than Kirby Smart at this point in their careers. Uh, Number of SEC championship titles, Daniel? The same one. Uh-huh. Number of mm-hmm. SEC East? The same two. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Number of losses against unranked teams? Mm hmm. 
three Kirby. Uh huh. Okay. This is. I don't know if you guys understand this. I don't know if you, Georgia fan, if you know what we're going through. This is a clarifying moment for us, and we're going to get to in tomorrow's episode. Where does this leave us? But right now, we're in the midst of an understanding of identity, who we are as a program, as a team, as coaches and players. So this was clarifying, and I'm I, I'm not fine with the loss because one loss was you know during this year one loss was not going to derail where we're going, but. I need to know, I need to know how we're going to come out of this and what we're going to change and what we're going to learn. Need to. Yeah, I think that transitions into my one word to describe this loss. And this was, I mean, my one word is probably not, we wouldn't be able to put the safe for kids little thing on our podcast. We couldn't say clean. (laughs) We wouldn't be able to label this podcast as clean if I gave you my one word on Saturday. Because that was not uh, great. But as I process the game and as I think about the game, I think my one word is humbling. And and Georgia fan, well, I don't care if you like this or not. It's Sometimes you need to hear things that you don't like because this was me too. Just you, We were off the rails. Clint and I were off the rails. We're just as guilty yep. of this as you were. But Georgia was due for a little humbling. Uh-huh. And we got it. On Saturday, because now, guys, all that stuff that you've been beating your chest about all off season, it's all gone. It's all gone. Okay, your your consecutive win streak at home gone, gone. Your record, your consecutive wins versus the SEC East gone. Own the East, they say. Mm-hmm. No, well, South Carolina's in the East. Um, your we're a college football juggernaut on the level of Alabama I'm and Clemson. So, I'm so mad that we're ranked fourth, tied to third. We need to be higher. Nope. How dare they put Ohio State near us? No. We are the University of Georgia. Uh, listen, guys, this team is not a college football juggernaut. Nope. All the preseason media predictions about the being a national championship contender. Now we're going to get to on tomorrow's episode, whether or not we think this team has what it takes to go to the national championship. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying all, all that beating your chest that we have been doing about how we're a national championship contender. That's gone right now. It's time to, it's time to sit down. All that talk about how we're miles ahead of Florida. Ooh. Oh, that, and how Dan, that one stings the most Daniel. Poking at a nerve here. How Dan Mullen's a clown and Kirby Smart's the real deal. Listen, it's time. It's just a little humbling. This is a flashback to 2016. Yep. We thought we were done with 2016. Because uh, you you used to be able to say when people threw all those stats that you just threw, Clint, you used to be able to say, yeah, but all those bad losses were in 2016. And then 2017, 2018, Kirby's building a monster. We only lose to teams like LSU on the road, Auburn on the road, Alabama in an SEC championship game, Alabama in a national championship game. Those are the only teams that we lose to except this one. South Carolina's not good, friends. Nope. Not don't don't try they're, to spin this another way. Okay. Don't try to not do ever, it. they're not good. They're never gonna be good. Nope. They have a few good players that we recruited. 
uh, and a bunch of real bad ones. Daniel, this is, I don't uh, know if you remember last week I said you, you were talking, or we talked at the beginning of this year even, and even last year, South Carolina is the most, it gives me the heebie-jeebies every single year for stuff like this. I, I just, I'll, I'll always have the, the willies thinking of, of the Gamecocks. This is a humbling loss. And so the best thing we can do right now is just take our medicine uh-huh. and, and wait it out. Because like you said, we're going to see what's going to happen. And either George is going to rise up from this or we're going, or this is not the low point of the season, right? That's Those are the, literally the only two options. And that, my friends, is exactly what Daniel and I will talk about next episode. I promise you we will talk about, is this, this is the turning point. This is the humbling. This is clarifying. Do we lose four games this year or do we turn it around and get ourselves back in the SEC championship? Uh, and that's what we're going to talk. Uh, so you can communicate with us and locked on bulldogs at gmail.com. Locked on bulldogs, gmail.com new email for us. You can get us at dogs podcast on Twitter. Uh, we love interacting with you on there. It's a great platform for us. Uh, wherever you are downloading these iTunes or Android or unlocked on uh, podcast website, please continue, continue to do so subscribe, tell your friends, give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and Daniel, we're coming back. When are we coming back, Clint? We're, when are we coming back? Wait, hold on. It's It's got to be at like the end of the week when we do our locks episode, right? Is that when we coming back? You, you want to do it? Let's screw it. Let's just do it. You want to do another episode you know, tomorrow? I got some time tomorrow. Let's, let's do another one tomorrow. Let's just get back at it tomorrow. We'll be back at you tomorrow. Um, until then, we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>